Wait for our breath holding contest. Oh, Three, two, right now? one, go. <gasps> I lose. Hey, welcome to Milk and okay. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, I'm not going to sit here for 45 seconds in silence. I'm I'm Jacob. I'm Kyle. Hey, it's back again. Milk and Screams. Everybody's talking about it on the streets. They're like, man, you know those guys? They're just screaming and milking. And <laughs> that's, that's disgusting. Yeah. Just, I do not just, want that to be ah! a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys couldn't see, but he was doing milking motions like he was milking some cow. Ah! Oh man! Yeah, man. that's us. That's all we do, guys. All we do is scream, milk, and rock and roll, baby. That's the whole podcast. Hey! Now we have to change the name to Milk and Screams and Rock and Roll. No. You've added a third, no, or technically a third and a fourth. It's the fine print. Okay, <laughs> if you really zoom in on that logo, you can see and rock and roll. <laughs> um, hope you guys enjoyed last episode about the curses. Um, all them heckin' swear words. All them heckins. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Since the last two episodes, we kind of dove into some research and like some, you know, our own like uh, ideas. We kind of just decided to chill on this podcast. Yeah, now we're tired. Research is a lot of work, and now we don't want to. Well, I mean, it's just kind of. I think. I think kind of. It's unintentionally an experiment to see how we will do. Yeah. With just like a chill, you know, you know, thought that we've kind of had before. Um, to see how long we can carry an interesting conversation. But first, um, Kyle has somewhat of a new hobby that he'd like to talk about. Yes. So, uh, what's today? Friday. So this past Monday, which was MLK Day, I we went into a skate shop, and I got myself a longboard. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of reason behind it, to be honest. Like, there wasn't... I didn't have, like, this burning desire to skate, like, to newly bring up my skating again until maybe Saturday, which hadn't even been a week ago. But... I had seen on a friend's story she was she was just on a longboard just skating on this path, and I saw that and I was like, "That looks so peaceful. I want to do that now." Yeah. And then Sunday came and I was like, "I still want to do that." And I told Jacob, "I was like, you know, what we're, you know, tomorrow I'm just gonna go buy a longboard. I just want to skate." Yeah. And then so we went ahead and did that. Honestly, that was something that I thought was gonna take a lot longer to get than it did. Like I knew we were gonna go to a skate shop and like you know talk to someone and they were gonna be like well there's nine different type of longboards which one do you want and they're gonna have to like try each one yeah and like you know he's gonna have to set up it was literally all of them were on a shelf and there was like five of them to choose from and we were like all right that one looks cool and he was like no no no, he want this one and we were like yeah you're right you want this one yeah he looked at me and he was like here's the thing you're tall you want this board that's low so you don't have to bend all the time to push yourself off the ground this one's great for that uh, take this and i was like okay cool and he said there are other ones here that are more expensive but you don't need those take this less expensive <laughs> one instead i am a good business person and i was like yeah that's fine yep sure literally a 10 minute sale while he was helping another customer yeah it was a really small shop he was like, should we plug the shop yeah it was called a free ride surf and skate shop really cool place in uh gainesville really small place but super good i think he's the only guy that works there maybe he was on a phone call and he said something to the effect of him taking like Thursday and today off just for his for for himself. I think it's just his shop that Dude, only he runs. You should put the milk and scream sticker on your longboard. Oh, I totally should. 
That'd what, be cool. But, but well, I already have one on my laptop, though. You can take one. It's okay. Oh, because you got three, right? Yeah, I got three. Okay, I'm taking the third. <laughs> it's going <laughs> it's on board. Your, it's your present, anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, y'all know. I got Kyle some Milk and Screams logo stickers for Christmas because he got a new laptop and, like, he puts a lot of stickers on his old laptop and then he didn't have a lot of stickers for his new one. So I was like, that'd be a nice little thoughtful gift. Yeah. But I bought enough to where when I get a laptop, I'm going to have one for me. <laughs> so now Kyle has room for the third one. So cool. Yeah. And also, to I got I got to add here with my with now that I'm kind of skating. Now like, that you're a boarder. No, I'm, I'm a boarder, dude. I <laughs> all the chicks. And I only wear black now, and I only wear Vans. What about Etnies? I don't even know what that is. Etnies is the true skater shoe. I don't care. Vans are dope. I love Vans. I've actually only exclusively wore Vans for like almost a decade. But <laughs> Etnies are the real skater shoes. Etnies and like Osiris. Et I don't know what either of those are. You don't – Kyle, you're not even a real skater. Give me your oh, board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your board card. Give me your border card. Um, no, I – I mean, it's been a lot of fun because I, I have to uh, hop on the bus to get to the UF campus. I, I don't have to. It's not that far, but it's already getting hot again. I just don't feel like biking or skating the entire way. But once I get to campus, having the board with me is nice. But I have also found a new – I'm not going to call it a passion, but just a new hobby, I guess, which is just listening to Hispanic music. Now, for many years, I have like gone on and off trying to learn Spanish. I don't know Spanish. When I listen to Hispanic music, I don't know what they're saying. And that's why I kind of never really listened to it. But for some reason, I just kind of got back into it. And especially while I'm skating, like when I have my earbuds in and I'm just skating... I'm just like stationary salsaing on my board while I'm riding. Like, you know, like my hips are swaying and my hands are doing that, that weird little curl in your chest, that kind of dance. Okay. I just do that while I'm riding and it's super nice. Some would call that the cha-cha. Well, no, well, no. Cause like, it's like me going back and forth, but I can't do that on my board. So I'm just going right. side to side. It's, it's a salsa hip movement, but it's, it's, it's like, it's like a, it's like a cha-cha forward and I never go backwards cause I'm on a board and I can't do that. Yeah. But it's very nice. I bet you can learn how to because people like dance on their longboards. Oh, yeah. People walk on their longboards. And I, it's a, that's a whole. They probably need a little bit of a stiffer board. Than prob yours. Yeah. I would, I, mine is more just of a riding board than it is a, a, a longboard to do anything fancy on. Like yeah. walk on it while it's moving. That's too much for me. Um, yeah. I've noticed that you've been listening to a lot of Hispanic music. Um, I dig it. I dig a lot of different types of music, and I know everybody says that. Like everyone's like, oh, I listen to everything except country and WAP. I guess everyone's answer whenever <laughs> you ask them what kind of music they listen to. Um, and I, I get into these musical ruts where like I listen to like the same ten or eleven songs for like a month, and then it gets just really like, like old really fast. And then I like download like eleven to twelve albums and just like <laughs> blast them. I, I, it, it happens every year. And I say I need to listen to like more classic stuff, like stuff that I haven't listened to before, or artists I haven't given the chance. Um, like there are tons of like mainstream artists that when I was a kid I wasn't listening to, and I need to give those artists a chance. The same way that I, movies that I just didn't watch when I was a kid. I I have the same problem, not so much with movies, but with artists specifically, because especially up until I was I don't know 
12 maybe we were pretty we were pretty strictly contemporary christian music yeah and so like after that once we started listening to stuff outside of that realm you know we would hear the hits by you know alicia keys uh beyonce adele whoever on the radio and never you know anything else really like i couldn't name probably more than three alicia keys songs but I don't even know her that well to pull them out of the top of my head. I'd right. have to look at them and be like, oh, I know that one and this one and that third one Isn't and none of the others. When you like have like a melody that's in your head that like you heard on like the radio at like a kid's birthday party one time and then you find out like 10 years later that that's Akon. You're like, oh, the guy who's like saving Africa right now, that's Akon. Oh, okay, cool. Like it's it's crazy when you put two and two together. Yeah. Like I – um, or like when he found out a song that was really popular was a cover of a song. Yeah. Like that's, that's even crazier. Yeah. That's, that's happened to me a couple times specifically. So that, that album that Pentatonix put out in 2015, mm-hmm. I thought that was a fully original album. I could have sworn that's how it was marketed just in general, but it's not. It's and mostly I, original. Yeah. I know. I know it's mostly original now, but I, I thought it was all original and I remember what is that song they did with Jason Derulo? Um, um, I don't know the name of it. If I ever fall in love. Yeah, if I ever fall in love. I thought it was original they did with Jason Derulo, yeah, which I thought was so not. cool. And it's not. It's been done a million other times, apparently. I think the original <laughs> is... Uh, I'm not going to say it because I'm going to get in trouble if I'm wrong. <laughs> the original, I think, is fairly dated, if I'm not mistaken. Like late 90s, early 2000s, at least. Okay, it's a little newer than I thought it was, but... Um, I mean, I thought that was an original by them, which just shows how musically ignorant I am sometimes because it was a very popular song that they just covered, and I was kind of upset to, to find that out. It's a song by Shy, S-H-I-A-I, Shy. I've never heard the original version. Neither have I. I don't think I've ever even looked at it. I thought it was Boys to Men. No, and I, like, I guess they did a cover of it, and that was, that was a pretty popular cover as well. Which I'm sure when that when they did that, they thought boys to men fans thought that it was an original that they did. Right. But it's and maybe they still do some of them, but it's not. Guess what year it came out? The original? Yeah. Ninety two. Ninety wow, yeah. So nearly thirty years ago now. Jeez. Isn't it crazy that the early nineties is now thirty years ago? Yeah, because we're old. Isn't that disgusting? <laughs> Doesn't that make you want to throw up? <laughs> I mean, that's so bizarre to think about, right? Because yeah. It is. You know, we were born in the 90s, uh, late 90s, but the still. late 90s, yeah. 90s, but now the early 90s is 30 years ago. That's just, that's insane to me. Yep. Um, so you've, you've also been maybe thinking about so, a rolling hobby. Yes, a rolling hobby. I want to start roller skating. Um, I feel like roller skating is making its resurgence. Um, you said that the other day, and I didn't really want to ask too many questions of why you think that but why do you think that because really cool people that are like not incredibly mainstream are doing it again so like people who are just like for the love of it are are doing it and making cool videos they're like making newer safer roller skates they're doing tricks like at skate parks like you know like and, and they're getting a lot of popularity from it and I think eventually it is going to look like 1984 again. And 
everyone's just going to be roller skating everywhere. And like, everyone knows that was the height of rollerblading was 1984. The 80s, and, the, the 80s and 90s was like so – it was so big. It was like my, my parents – like almost all their dates were roller skating dates. They would just roller skate like in Philadelphia. That's all they did. That's all I hear them talk about. And they still have some of their roller, like, not now, but like when I was a kid, they still had their roller skates that they used to roller skate with. I really can't imagine your parents just like holding hands and rollerblading through the, the streets of PA. I mean, I don't think I can imagine my parents doing anything like that because ever. <laughs> well, not that not that they weren't like aren't in love or anything like that. It's just that I never saw them like that. I wasn't even a thought then. So right. like it's just it, it was way before I was born, and now they just it just it looked weird for them to do that. Now they just ride a motorcycle together. <laughs> yeah, which is basically the same. <laughs> so, I think like that's gonna come back, and I want to start. I want to start roller skating before everyone else does, because I want to be like, oh, you cool trick, like ow, like like I want to do like a cool little thing. Um, and I also think it's good cardio and good exercise, and yeah, I I, I like I like roller skating. I will say, in the the t- like the time that I've been at UF, for instance, especially living on campus, when I would bike everywhere I was going, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that bike to where they're going or they skate to where they're going, and there are very few people that roller skate to where they're going, right? Yeah. And I remember always thinking when I saw those people rollerblading on the sidewalk, every time I would think something to the effect of, "That is a brave person," only because I just kind of always saw rollerblading for like a recreational purpose like as a mode of transportation yeah as just kind of (laughs) lame that's just kind of always how i saw it so i would see people on rollerblades and some of them are like really into it and they're you know doing the hockey motion where you know yeah one arms out and then the other and they're just like they're at an olympic event and those people i think are crazy (laughs) (laughs) well okay at least they look dope when they're doing it. How how bitch do you look when you're sitting on a bicycle like this going downtown? Like you like like it's really hard to look cool while you're riding a bike. It's really not. Just, it, oh, it's so hard. Dude. Just stand up and pedal and you look fine. No, you, you don't. You look you look stupid and you're not even going as fast as you because you're reducing the draft. You no, know, I I think I'm not saying everyone on a bike looks dumb, but a lot of people on bikes look dumb. They're like, like they're all, yeah. they're all hunched over. Like when you're roller skating, at least you can like you roll, you ride really smooth, and you just can't go back and forth. It's like it's and when you when you're listening to music doing it, it's really metho- like methodical and like it has like a tempo to it, so you can like you know like get into a really nice rhythm and go at it. I feel like a bike is different, and I also feel like a bike is like so much work. I mean. Both of them are going to be work, especially when you're going right. uphill. Uh, definitely, I'm not. I'm not going to say that one of them is like you know easier. And the only benefit to all these these three these three rolling hobbies or whatever you want to call them that's what I've delegated myself to calling them now. But biking just has, especially when you're going downhill, just has the ease of stopping. That's true. That's the only thing because I was on. I was telling you this before. I was on campus the other day, and just to get back to the bus stop, I had to. I was skating downhill and as part of the hill is it, get, it gets to be pretty steep at one point uh-huh. and it's going into a red light. It's going to an intersection and I can't just ride through it. You know, they got a green light going the other way. I, I would die. Oh, so man, Bummer. I had, when I got to that hill, I hadn't really, I hadn't thought about it to be honest. I'm so used to riding my bike on campus. I just kind of go down hills and stop. So I start going down this hill and as I'm going, 
I, I see the intersection coming, you know, and I see the cars going my way that are stopped because there's a red light. I'm looking and I'm thinking, I can't stop myself the way I can on a bike. I don't have a handbrake and I don't have skate shoes that I have specifically to put a shoe on the road and slow myself and drag it, right? Mm -hmm. Which is kind of the easiest way to stop when you're on a board. So I had two options at that point, which was just bail on the board and just kind of hop off and hope that I stay on my feet or just kind of turn myself into the grass and also hope that I stay on the board and don't just completely eat it. Yeah. So I rode it into the grass and thankfully I kind of stayed up until it slowed down enough to where I could bail and stay standing. But that's the only downside. Like I, at that moment I wished that I had had a bike so I could just hit the handbrakes and stop when I wanted to. So that, that that's what I need to figure out is that's a good point. stopping when I'm going downhill. <laughs> Yeah, because I do not want to be the guy that everyone just kind of looks at while he eats the dirt every time he's trying to stop when do he's going downhill. Do you have a preference, roller skates or roller blades? Oh, blades! Of course, blades you, for sure. Of course, you like blades. What do you like? Skates? Do you like? Do you like? You like? Yes, how, Kyle. You, you like the you like the stability. You like the training wheel skates with two and two, so that you can never fall ever. That's what you like. That. Go ahead. You you can speak. I give you permission. I'm like as the rollerblader and therefore the alpha. I give you permission to speak. I'm seething with rage. <laughs> Why? That. Why are you? It's not that rollerblades are wrong. It's just you're you you seem you ooze pretentious when you when you when you prefer blades. Like, Why? It, it, I don't know why. It's just like, oh, I'm futuristic. I have four wheels in a row, and I can, like... Futuristic? When do you think these were invented? I, it, it Didn't it... Wasn't it, like, in the 90s when, like, roller blades came out? And, like, up until that point, roller skates were all... That was it? I don't know. Either way, there's probably, like, a 10-year difference between the skates and the blades. And at this point in time, right. it's a difference they're, that doesn't they're, matter. They're both dated. I understand that. But, like, there's all, there's always been this long-standing debate, like... Which do you prefer? I think skates are cooler. I think there's a, re a retro feel to them, and there's obviously more stability. And you can break easier with with the roller skates because you had the, the the knob on the front where you can break. With blades, you don't have that. Blades have a knob on the back. Don't they have? A, do they have a knob on the back where you lift up and? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. So I mean, I I just think aesthetically, blades are cooler, oh. and <laughs> just in general, I would rather be on blades. <laughs> I mean. You just make me so mad. But I mean, like, like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, you know what? Kyle's a sensible human being. He'll <laughs> like skates. He'll like skates better than blades. And no, but I mean, imagine someone that was skiing, right? If instead of like one ski under each foot, there were two, that would look stupid. That's how I look at skates, right? There should be a line of wheels, but instead there are two lines of wheels. Right. And I think it looks dumb. Right. So all cars should be motorcycles. No, cars are different. Oh, yeah, cars are different. So are skis, Kyle. No, my point is this: you have four <laughs> wheels to support one foot that are two and two. And they should all be in a line on that side. Sure. That's what the person who invented rollerblades thought. And I, I think I'm, 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 there is, like, people who genuinely are like, rollerblades, ew! Like, I, I, th I think there are people like that still. I'm not that person, but... It's just the fact that you were like, I'm a Blades guy. Yeah, man, Blades. Shred it. Like, that's what you think. Well, Roller Blades is just a cooler word than Roller Skates, too. It even sounds cooler. It looks cooler. 
And that's all I need, really. You're making me so mad. <laughs> well, I guess that's enough talk about rolling hobbies. Rolling. So, no doubt, you have you have tuned in because you saw the title of this podcast, which we haven't even touched on yet. Nope. Which is this. Are we, specifically Jacob and I, are we too nice? I think the larger question is, is there is it possible to be too nice? Is, yes, and that and that's something we definitely should get to is, is it possible to be too nice? Which we will answer as we go. Hopefully. Gosh, I hope we come to an answer because I don't, I don't even know where to start. Well, I was hoping that you would start with the Chick-fil-A story of the car incident. Oh, wait, 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 when we both went to Chick-fil-A? No, 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 this is your story, when you were late for work because you tried to help a woman with her car. Oh, <laughs> oh, that one, okay, that's a good story, I'll start there. Um, I, yeah, that's, that's a really funny story. So, this was back at home, I was on my way to work, uh, and I, I have a long drive for work, so if I'm there early, I have to wake up really early. Uh, and this was one of those days. I had to be there like six. And as I was coming into Destin, there was a woman on the side of the road whose car had broken down. Um, I was coming into Destin. She was on the opposite side of the road coming the other way. And she was in a turn lane. And I was like, well, if someone needs to turn into this complex that I'm passing, they're not going to be able to because this woman's stuck in the turn lane. So I'm thinking I'm going to be late to work. And... Even though even that's so, I'm just gonna go help her real quick. I pull a, I park into the complex and then I walk across the street. By the way, it's like six o'clock in the morning, so there really isn't anybody on the road. This is like Destin, so it's like really touristy area. No one's really awake yet. Is this the time of year where six o'clock is it's bright outside or is it still kind of pitch really black? Really bright. Okay. It's like July. So I I walk up to her and I'm like, Hey, is your car okay? And she's like um no i don't know what's wrong with it blah 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 and it, again it's really early in the morning so i'm not really really thinking right but I'm like, okay can you put it in neutral like i can push it into the car park you can just steer and we can just park the car away from the from the from the highway and she's like i think i could put it in neutral like it's like it still turns on the car i think so like or no it, it didn't turn on but so she put it in neutral and i it was a little volkswagen but buggy so i can kind of push it from behind right uh and so I put it in, she puts it in neutral, like, okay, I'm going to go push it. And I push it, and she steers it, and we kind of, it's like not that far. So I'm pushing, 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 and I'm like, I'm in my head, and I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, how am I going to stop the car? Now, don't ask me why I thought this thought, because I, I still don't know why I thought this thought. Yeah, this is what confuses me the most about this story, <laughs> is you thinking, she doesn't have brakes in there. I have must stop this car. right. I, for some reason, I thought the brakes must not work, even though her car was stopped <laughs> in the first place. So she must have used her brakes to stop her car. I did not think this through. So I'm thinking, okay, as we get the car into the parking spot, I have to run around to get to the front of the car and stop the car. And it's not going to take that much force to stop the car because I'm not going 20 miles an hour running down. I'm literally going five miles an hour. I just don't want her car to keep rolling. I wanted to get into a nice spot. So, <laughs> as I get close to the parking spot, I time it just right. I get, 
I let go of the car and I get into like just kind of a, a, a sprinting stance so I can get around the car and just stop it. I'm in my Chick-fil-A uniform, right, when this all happens. So I'm like, I'm going to work. My legs seize. It's <laughs> 6 o'clock in the morning. The first thing I've done all day is push a car, you know, 60 yards into a, you know, into a car park. My legs are not ready for this. They're like, now you're sprinting? No, we're done. And they just cut cut everything. My legs seized. I slammed into the concrete, and her tires rolled over my arm. And which arm was it? My right arm, because right I was running around the driver's side. Right, the driver's side. Okay, yeah. And they, both her tires rolled right over my arm, um, and it hurt really, really bad. Someone driving by saw all this happen, and they pulled in. They went in. She was, by the way, the person who I was helping could not care less. <laughs> like she did. Like she, I think she was drunk or something. Like I don't know, but she was like. Uh-huh. Like she really didn't care, and this guy saw. He's like, "Dude, are you okay? You hit the ground like really hard." And I was bleeding like crazy. My arm was like super swollen, and I was like, "Yeah, like, do you have any water? I can just get this gravel out of my arm. Like, I gotta go to work." And he was like, "Uh, yeah, I think I have like a water bottle." And he got a water bottle and like just he literally gave me like a towel out of his car. I think he was going fishing, so he had like a towel in his car. He's like, "Here, just take this towel and wrap it around your arm." And I was like, "Okay." And I was like, I was so hyped up on adrenaline. I was like, I have to go to work. And I, like, I just ran in my car and got and drove to work. I was already like 15, 20 minutes late at this point. I got in. My arms were like shaking because I'm, I'm pumping with adrenaline. I'm bleeding. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to go put a bandaid on and get to work. Because they're like, hi, Jacob. You're late. I'm like, yeah. I go back there. I, get in my, I slammed it on the ground. My, my, my shorts are all torn up. Like, I'm bleeding. It's just insane. I get back from putting a bandaid on and they're like, why were you late? And I tell them, I'm like, um, and I have a thought. I'm like, okay, hold on. Should I tell them this? Cause this is incredibly embarrassing. And I'm like, all I say is I got ran over. Which of all the things you could have said to be concise is probably the most worrying thing <laughs> that you could have said. Well, it's also the truth. I did get ran over, and they're like, "What? You got ran over? Like where? What?" And I was like, and I, I ended up pushing the lie even further by saying someone just hit me on the side of the road. Like I was helping someone, and someone came behind me and hit me. And I lied to these. I lied to my coworkers, and they were like, "Dude, like you know, you need to go to the hospital. We need to call the police." I'm like, "I don't know where they where they went. There's no way they can catch them. Like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah." And then they go, we need to call your mom. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you know, like, you need to go to the doctor. And I'm like, I don't think I need to go to the doctor. Like, I'm, I'll be fine. And they're like, okay, like, whatever. My mom works across the street to give you a point of reference. She's probably almost to work, too. So I start working, and I begin to notice that I'm only doing things with my left arm <laughs> without even thinking about it. Like, my right arm's just kind of, like, sitting there, and, like, it won't move. And I'm just doing things with my left arm. You just have your arm in a cast made of air, air. <laughs> yeah. and disappointment. So as I'm doing that, I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, I probably need to call my mom. So I call my mom, and I'm like, hi, mom. Uh, I, I got hurt. I need you to come pick me up take me to the doctor. And she's like, what'd you do? Yeah, like, what'd you do? And I'm like, um... And I'm like, well, I've already told all these people I got ran over. What's telling one more person I got ran over? <laughs> so I said, I got ran over. And she's like, how'd you get run over? And then I tell her the, the lie. And then she's like, what? And then she, you know, 
comes to my work and she and on the way she's calling my dad who was a police officer <laughs> <laughs> my dad's like there's the no part. there's like there's no way somebody hit and ran my son and no one saw it. it's in Destin in the, in the morning there's no way no one saw it there's no way no there's no police there there's cameras there my dad is like <laughs> no way <laughs> calls you out immediately Call, okay so the best part of this story cuz by the way, I turned out fine. I actually had to perform that week uh, for Footloose. Oh, that's right. That's um, right. So the f- you had to pick up a person. I had, I had to do tons of stunts and stuff like that for Footloose. Um, and I turned out fine. You know, I was able to do most of it. Like, my arm was hurting a little bit. And I had some really bad road rash and, like, uh, maybe, like, a sprain or, like, some bruised bone. But that was really – I didn't break my arm or anything. I thought I did because um, I had never broken a bone, so I don't know what it really feels like. Right. Um, but I had some really nasty scars and like uh, stuff on my arm that lasted for a while. But uh, I get into the car, my mom, <laughs> and my dad calls my mom back. And he's like, do you have Jacob in the car? <laughs> and she's like, yes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here. And he's like, tell me what happened. <laughs> I lied to him. <laughs> I lied, right? <laughs> I lied right to him on the phone. And he just says, call me back when you want to tell me the truth. And he hands up the phone. <laughs> And I was like, God damn it, like, why? And I was like, all right, fine, I'll tell you that I told my mom what happened. And she was like, why did you lie? Like, what's the point of lying? And I was like, I, I just didn't, I didn't want, it's an embarrassing story. Like, I, did, I was just helping a person. Like, I didn't, I didn't want any of this to happen. Like, it's so embarrassing. Like, I can't even help someone right. <laughs> even this telling this story on the podcast is so embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so... The story to say that Jacob, out of the goodness of his heart, <laughs> was helping this lady, which I think a lot of people would have done, right? Like, no, not most people, but a lot of people would have tried to help a lady whose car wasn't starting or whose car just wasn't working. I, I don't think so, but go on. A decent amount of people. There are a decent amount of people in the world who, if somebody w- whose car car was just not working, would attempt to help them. Okay. In some fashion, we're not we're not a the rarest of breeds of being nice people. I think there's a decent amount of people that would help a person with their car. But point is, he helped her to such to extent to such an extent that she then ran over him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing that happened. That made it sound like she got so mad because I was being so generous. So my question is, because after that, you're embarrassed, sure. So you lie about what happened. Yeah. Is there do you think that there was any part of you that also lied because you didn't want to out this person as being just super ungrateful? ungrateful and just kind of unsympathetic toward uh, you a small part of me yeah um I, I i just think most of it was like it's just it was so embarrassing like how okay i'm gonna help this person and i'm gonna save the day and somehow i managed to mess that up <laughs> like, some, like that's the most simple thing push car into spot <laughs> wave have a nice day and I, and I don't even think she like needed that much help. Like, you know, again, I, I was thinking, okay, if somebody needs to come and turn into that car parking lot, like they're not going to be able to because she's sitting in that lane. So, 
I'll help her. But that's not my problem. <laughs> it's just not. And not, because I was like, oh, well, let me go the extra mile and help this person. I ended up going to the hospital and having to explain to my mother and father <laughs> why I like almost broke my arm. Which which is a perfect. And, and by the way, they still don't believe me. They don't believe that really? that that story. No, because I lied the first time. Because they because they still don't believe I actually got ran over. But like I have marks on both sides. I mm. have tire I had tire marks on my arm. My dad still does not believe that well, story. Well, that side by side is kind of the perfect image of the question. Are we too nice? You were nice, and then you ended up in the hospital. <laughs> Some series of events happened. So we should just be really mean. <laughs> so end of podcast. Yeah, that you know that's it. He's too nice. He needs to change. I'm great. <laughs> so there's. Do you still have a pro? Do you still find yourself having a problem? I say still because I assume because we're both kind of on the too nice spectrum, right? A little bit. Uh-huh. Do you find yourself? Is it hard for you to say no to people um, for even simple things, or even for even for larger things? Is it hard for you to say no to people? Give me an example. So, okay, say it's say say it's four a.m. or something, right? And say you have a test you're supposed to take at 7 a.m., right? Okay. You've kind of been up all night studying for it, and you want to get to sleep. And you get called at 4 a.m. Somehow by a friend that lives an hour away that needs your help, like, moving their car. No one else has answered their phone or whatever. Yeah. You're going to – if if you go and help them, you're going to make it back in time for your test. You're not have gotten – you're not – you will have gotten no sleep. You're probably not going to – you may not do that great on the test. Would you find – would you say no to that person or would you find it hard to say no to that person? How, how did this turn into ethical dilemmas too? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being too nice kind of is an ethical dilemma right. or a moral dilemma, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, I think it kind of falls yeah, into the category. I, I definitely wouldn't say no to that person. No, I wouldn't go help them. You definitely wouldn't say no. no. W- would it cross your mind at all to be like, no, really? No, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be like, oh man, I'm going to, no, that, that friend is more important to me than a test. See, I, I would go help that person too, but a hundred percent, it would go across my mind being like, I just, I, I don't think if I, I'm not, I might not do well in this test. I'm not going to get any sleep. Maybe I won't even make it back in time. I would have, I'd think I would, I think eventually also end up in that decision of I'm going to go help this person. Well, I think part of me also is like, I have to please people. I have to. Yeah. You're definitely a, a people pleaser. Like I have to like. I have to submit to people. Not that I have to like be like a like a servant to people, but I have to I have to please people. Like I have to be like if I make something for someone, it's got to be perfect. You know, if it's not perfect, I feel awful. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, I don't think you should eat this or I don't think you should have this. Um like I I have that I had that way about me. Do you think cause I I'm kind of like that too. And I'm I'm gonna talk about me for a second here. Yeah. In terms of like being a people pleaser and saying no, I kind of remember the first time I said no. I don't specifically remember it, mm. but especially when I was younger, I just wanted to be a people pleaser. So someone said, "Have you seen da 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 da?" I said yes. Huh. They would talk about it, 
and I would agree with the things they said and be super vague about the things I liked about whatever it was. And for all they knew, I saw the thing that they saw and now they like me more because of it. Hmm. I never saw it. I don't even care that they like me. You I just never wanted... saw Beverly Hills. <laughs> I didn't really care that they liked me, to be honest. I mean, I cared a little bit. I think everyone does. Right. But it was more just you want to have a conversation with somebody about something you like. You came to me. Let's go ahead and have the conversation. And you know what's I've funny, totally too? I've totally seen it. And you know what's funny, too? If you said, no, I haven't seen it, they wouldn't be like, oh, it's a shame. We should watch it together. Or that's, like, That's literally it. <laughs> so I remember the first time I said, no, someone, I don't remember specifically, like I said. They right. said, have you seen whatever, watched, I think, a movie? And I remember I was probably nine or ten or something. And I remember in my head I was going, I'm going to say no. And I don't know what's going to happen. I said, no, I haven't seen it. And they and, go, no, <laughs> what? And they were literally like, oh, it's really good. <laughs> and then that, we moved on to something else. And I remember being like, I could say no to things. And then sometime after that, someone asked me to do something for them. And I was kind of busy. I legitimately really couldn't do it. And I, and I said, no, I don't think I can do that right now. Again, I don't remember the specifics. I just kind of remember this progression of this week or two weeks yeah. of like saying no to things. And every single time people being like, okay, and moving on with their day and probably not thinking about it at all again. Like, I think there are times like where I've learned as an adult, right, to not spread myself too thin. Right. So like if I have too many responsibilities and one poor person is like, hey, I need this or I need you to help me with this or can you, and I look at my schedule, I have to say no, I say no. But that comes very rarely and i still feel awful or i still I, I still try to work my way around it like can we do it this day or like you know and i always feel like man is this the right way to be like i think we should kind of, i should i just stop doing this i think we kind of accidentally set ourselves up for failure only because we start kind of just doing things that people need for them right whenever we have the ability to yeah. and we have the time to we go ahead and say yes and we sacrifice whatever free time we had at that moment if we maybe had something else planned for just kind of me time just to kind of relax a little bit mm -hmm. if someone needs something we'll give that up and i think we almost like i said we kind of set ourselves up for failure because i think at that point maybe subconsciously for some people maybe not for others but people kind of start expecting things of you and just if i ask this person to do something for me they're gonna do it and then the day that you say no i can't right now or whatever then that part of your brain is like you know i'm not pleasing this person and maybe subconsciously for that person in that instance you actually have displeased them because you've just you've been this nice person and done everything they wanted you to for so long that the second you say no they're kind of taken aback and maybe a little bit offended yeah so, I think we've answered this question for ourselves, right? So, like, I think both of us, for ourselves, for our own selves' sake, are too nice. Um, Is that okay or not okay is up for debate. I think for some, like, for us especially, we're not going to change overnight. We're not going to both become, you know, for lack of a better word, assholes overnight. Uh, no, maybe not you. <laughs> I'm going to come, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and just tell you just how ugly you are. <laughs> um I think it's just kind of set in stone. It's just the way that we are. 
Um, and I think a lot of people admire us for that. And but it is a blessing and a curse. Oh, for mostly sure. a curse, honestly. I, I think I would go ahead and agree that it's mostly a curse. Because here's the thing. Because I don't think niceness attracts people like like rudeness does or crudeness does. Well, I think. I think as we mature, it does. Right? If you're nice, you know, you're nice as a kid, then other kids like you, and then you get into this weird teenage young adult phase where where people are kind of mean and you know stand not stand their ground is always good right but but when they're more standoffish and then for some reason people are more attracted to that and then you get more into the mature phase of adulthood and it's standoffish is just it's really annoying to watch but when someone is nice and can also stand their ground yeah in a non-standoffish way then that's what attracts so i think niceness still attracts but i think in our case being too nice kind of prohibits us from doing things for instance if and when i think about like if i was if i was thinking about asking a girl to dinner or something right okay part of my mind is going what if she says no right but i've kind of gotten over the whole rejection rejection thing like that part really wouldn't bother me like i get i could have a whole conversation about what goes on in the brain of a person that's afraid of rejection but that's a different topic mm-hmm but a good majority of my brain is going, this is a person that I know. If I ask this question and she's thinking about saying no, she's going to feel uncomfortable in this situation. I don't want to make her uncomfortable in this because situation. Because you're too nice. Yes. And so because I'm too nice, I'm thinking I don't want to make her – I don't want to put her in an uncomfortable situation. So I'm just not going to ask in the first place. That, Kyle – what an eloquently put struggle. Exactly. See, and, that's and the struggle. Honestly, I don't care about the rejection. I care about honestly, making her uncomfortable. That is something that a lot of people don't think about. I'm not saying that, like, woe is me, I'm so nice. Yeah, no. That's, like, that's don't, not please just, don't, This that's, is not a pity party. This is not a pity We're party. We're trying to fix ourselves. We're just trying to, <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to fix us. We're just trying to figure out what's wrong. Because, <laughs> like, like, it's simple math, right? Nice equals great but like uh-huh. it doesn't add up for some reason like nice equals self-conscious nice <laughs> nice nice equals nice equals anxious <laughs> exactly nice equals self-critical <laughs> uh, why um good supposed to be good but apparently it's a lot of bad um that's a I, that's something i didn't think was going to come up but that's actually really eloquently put i 100 percent had that same exact thought um so I think this now takes us into like the next question. How is niceness or being overly nice viewed by other people? Like how is it? If I cannot stop hiccuping, I'm going to rip out my throat. <sighs> Be nice to yourself. <laughs> no, that's probably and not. And that's another thing. We're too nice to other people that we don't save enough for ourselves. No, we don't. And that's why we're so self-critical because we don't have the energy to be nice to ourselves. We're nice to everyone else and we get home and we're like, oh, piece I, of hate garbage. My, I hate myself. Yes. I was so nice to that person, but it could have gone so much better. I was, uh, today yeah. was trash. I'm the worst. I'm going to go to bed and watch a streamer do something so I can just space out for a little bit. <laughs> But I think there is, I mean, this is how I view it, because there are people that I know that are, in fact, too nice. Like Even more so than yourself or at the well, same let extent? Me, let me get there. Okay. 
They're too nice. They're like they're too like shoot the breeze. Like, ooh, okay. gotcha, daddy. Like they're like and they they really try so hard to be nice and they're like overly trying. And I I don't know what word to describe it as and there there may need to be a new word invented. Okay. Maybe we can invent it later, but like these people I, are not naturally nice. They just, they well, try to be and they're not. No, they're naturally nice. Um but I have problems with these people, Kyle. Okay. They send me into spiraling rage. And and I I think Another thing people don't understand about me is just I am a lot of angry a lot of times. Uh I'm very angry. I'm a very emotional person, but I really hide it a lot, especially when I'm in public places. That's another thing. We're we're also so nice that we just hide our emotions because that's another thing. Okay, this is perfect. I totally forgot to say this. We are too nice that when we have emotions, we don't voice them because because we don't want to make our problems other people's problems. Yeah. Our, my problems should be my problems, and I'm not going to burden this person because they don't need that. I'm too nice to tell them my problems because they're probably – if I said my problems right, yeah, I can voice this out right here and be rational without a person around. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to voice emotions to somebody, especially any of my friends, almost 100% of the time that person would be like, oh – Let's talk about this thing that you're feeling. Let's have a conversation about the emotion that you're feeling that is not a good one. And let's talk about it. Let's try and remedy the situation. But I just can't do it. <laughs> I don't want to burden them with my problems. Just let, let them be mine. You live your life. And I won't, I won't bother you. Yeah. We internalize everything. <laughs> I, I don't know why I have problems with these people. People that are too nice. I think it may be because I don't particularly like myself sometimes. And, and you see yourself in them. I see myself in them. I don't, this is something that me and you don't share particularly. Like, I think you attract nice people. Everyone that I've met that you've met here has been super genuine, super nice. Um, I, I've only spent a little bit of time with them, but right. they're all great people. But when somebody is just too nice, like people that I work with or people that I – you know, used to hang out with when they're just too nice and they're not like, they don't joke around with you. They don't like, you know, bust your balls or anything like that. That it makes me so furious. And I think it's just because I see myself in those people and I cannot stand like, cause, cause, cause then I'm like, okay, if that's how I look to people, then I need to change immediately. Cause mm-hmm. that's so annoying. It's so like incredibly annoying to be like that, to be like overly like, Hey, let me help you with that. Like, Oh, do you need help? You got it. All right, cool. Like I can't stand that. I don't know why. And I think it's just because that's the way I feel like I come off to people. And then maybe that's why I push people away. Cause I'm way too nice and way too smiley and people, maybe they're creeped out by that. Maybe they think I have skeletons in the closet. I don't have very many. Like I have like, a few little guys, but like, there's not like just a few little bones. There's a few little bones in my <laughs> closet, but there's not like you know anything super. You know, like I'm not a serial killer. I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna make this plan clear right here. <laughs> I've not killed a single person. <laughs> I'm not. Um. So, do you think that somewhere in your brain, with how nice you are, just you know, to other people, mm-hmm. you also push them away? Because as they got closer, you would kind of inadvertently just have 
just be a little less nice and you'd be a little more, you know, bust your balls kind of person with them or and then, you know, then eventually as the if and when that friendship grew, then they would get to kind of know the more emotional side of you. And you just don't really want that to happen either. I, I don't think so. And here's why. I have a pretty good example of this. And I'm going to talk about my friends, Ariana and Asia. Oh, by the way, I love you. I love both of you. If you're listening to this, I don't know if you are, but I love the both of you very much. I miss you guys. I miss you guys. When I was back at Northwest, my first week of college, um, or my first week of like being at college uh, for the arts program, I came to a really fast, stark realization. I was like, crap, I don't have any friends and i only know like one person here i have to make friends again i haven't had to do that in years yeah and i don't know what to do crap like i tried you know i i remember in class um there was someone i remember from high school that was in my class and i was mispronouncing his name Okay. And I was whispering the name in class. I I think it was what's his name? Jensen. His name is Jensen. But oh I was, yeah, I remember him. But I was saying like Branson instead. Right. Very similar so names. I, I, during class, I'm whispering his name, Branson. Branson. <laughs> like trying to get his attention. Yes. <laughs> yes. In class, Branson. <laughs> Branson. And he's not looking. And like Allison, my teacher, is like. What Jacob? That, stop talking. That's one of Santa's reindeer. <laughs> Just Dasher, Dancer, or Prancer. No, Branson <laughs> is what I'm saying. But Prancer, you know what? Okay, fine. So again, embarrassing myself, and I'm just trying to like say hi to him, or like you know, just you know, get his attention to make a joke or something. And I really, I just made a complete fool of myself. And I remember specifically thinking to myself, okay, Jacob, you don't get to talk for a week. That's it. <laughs> like, like I didn't, I didn't talk to anybody. You're in talk timeout. Like I, I didn't talk to anybody. This is my first week of college. I didn't say anything to anybody for like a week and a half. And you was, actually held yourself to that? Yes. Oh my I, word. Like I like to Michael, who is another good friend of uh -huh. mine, uh, and we were friends just um in class and stuff like that. I would talk to him like if I needed help with like music or something like that. But that is it. I wouldn't talk to anybody. Again, my entire class, I didn't know them. I didn't know anybody. I was a completely new right. person. And they all had their own cliques. They all went to high school together. It was just me and Michael. Michael had already known half the class, too, because he'd been in shows with them and everything like that. So I was just like, okay, I'm just not going to talk to anybody. I'll wait till they talk to me, and I'll be nice when they get there. And Ariana and Asia were one of the first people to talk to me. And I was like, cool, these guys are my friends. And like as we got closer together, we both of us became very, you know, like we roasted each other. We'd laugh. We'd make jokes. And... Like we hung out like the most out of um, almost all my friends and they introduced me to their friends and they, hmm. you know, grew like we, I, the friendships blossomed and some of my best friends I've ever made, I made in Northwest. So that's just a good example. I don't think that's the reason that okay. I'm pushing people away. I think it literally is because they're, they're scared because I'm too nice. Like, so I, do you think they draw away or you push them? I think they draw away. I, I could be wrong. I, there maybe there's maybe there's something else that I'm that I'm you know caught pushing. Like maybe I'm doing something else that's pushing them away. But in, inadvertently, I'm pushing them away by being just overly nice, like to, almost to a creepy sense, I guess, where they don't get close enough to me to to get the real me, where I'm just kind of like chill and just like nice, nice and nice and jokey. I like I like busting people's balls. I like I yeah. like that kind of talk. I mean, we do it all the time. Yeah. 
again, we've known each other for almost like, you know, a decade Good and a half. Lord, I was going to say 15 years. You know, and, you know, seven of that or eight of that has been just best friendship. Yeah. So uh, we, I feel like asking any questions to you about our friend, like how you see me is literally pointless because we, we both have just been so close for so long. Yeah. And I don't really specifically remember the moment that I met you or anything. No. So I can't draw back. I mean, we definitely met in Royal Rangers. Oh, for sure. We like I, I can, I could definitely pinpoint the, the scenario or the, the, the setting, the really. setting. Yeah. I wanted to say scenery for some reason, the setting of the, of the our scenery of the kids. Uh, zone uh, <laughs> kids <laughs> Life zone. point church. <laughs> uh, um, so then here's my next question to you. I love questions. You think that maybe people draw away because you're too nice. Okay. And you don't think you push. Maybe there's something there. You're not really sure. But you think that mainly it's people draw away because of personality. Yeah. So do you find yourself either A, wanting to change a little bit so that they don't draw away, or B, just being the same person and the people that are going to not draw away are going to be the people that are your friends? Like the right people are going to be the ones that don't draw away. Do you find yourself wanting to change at all or just kind of sticking with? Well, here's the thing. I don't think changing will do me very good because there are people who have genuinely stuck with me and those people are great people. And I just have to find value in those friendships, even though they're kind of far away. Um, And I think there are people who are like those people in my life that, you know, will come and go. And that's just the way life is. Um, But like, it begs the question, like, is it really bad to me to be mean? To be just not nice. Like, there are people out there, it it boggles my mind, that they're just like, they don't actively try and help people. Like, like, give you an example, right? I don't know why I keep going back to Northwest, but like, at the end of class, you gotta like clean up your chair, because we're using a classroom to like rehearse sometimes, like Mm -hmm. play music. So they're like, all right, we gotta put everything away. And, like, half the class would just leave. And I would normally be one of the, like, four other people who would just, like, help and clean up. Yeah, that's sure. just That's just a, a basic example, right? That you can use that in any situation, right? You know, you got to clean up the banquet. You know, take your chair with you or, you know, whatever. I'm always that person who stays the longest, who's, like, the last person to leave. Like, that is part of my personality. Yeah, there, the are, there are people who just leave. And you know what, Kyle? They don't feel guilty. Mm-mm. They don't feel remorse. Not that they should, because it's not their responsibility to clean up. No. Like, like unless it is implicit, explicitly is. Like, unless right. it, you know, unless they're like, everyone's got to clean up, and then they just leave. Still, even still, I bet you they don't feel guilty. But no. You but know, he, but in this scenario that you've given, they do not have to stay. They don't have to stay. They, 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 but out of the kindness of my heart, I'm like, yeah, I should stay. But it does me no benefit. It's like other than a pat on the back, which again, the people pleasing. People feel content. There are people on this earth who feel content without pleasing people, and that boggles my mind. It kind of boggles mine too. I'm, I mean, I've, for I'm for sure more. I don't know if this is the same for you, but I'm for sure more to a point now in my life where I'm less of a people pleaser than I was high school, beginning of my college years. I'm definitely less that person. Like I don't need it nearly as much as I did. I still like to please people, and I will always help people. Because I'm nice and I still will do it a little bit because I'm a people pleaser, but I've 
I've sh- I've shifted a little bit more to where sometimes when I'm I just am not feeling it that day. In that instance, right? If I was just not feeling it that day, I just I did not have the mental energy to be nice or to try and please people. Now I would just kind of walk out. If it was just a, it would have to be a, just a really bad day and just a really awful mindset for me that day to just just not be in the mood to not help. But before, even if I was in that just really awful mindset, I would still help out. So I'm a little I'm a little less. Um people pleasing than I was back then. I don't know if that's the same for you. If you've shifted at all, if you're kind of in the same spectrum, you've always been, I'm still the same. And I don't know how, like, I don't know if I still should be like, what's the point anymore? Like what? I mean, like it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt anybody else. If I don't help people like, okay, maybe not, but like, if I'm not so overly nice, if I'm de- if I just turn into a typical person who's just like, eh, whatever, and you know, I just walk through life, th- there's nothing special about me now, so there won't be anything special about that me then, right? And then I just turn into a, a normal person, and then there's a lot less pre- lot less pressure put on myself, and I don't have these ex- expectations that I can't reach because I'll never please every- everybody, even though I really really want to. I don't know why I haven't learned a lesson yet. I don't know why I haven't turned into that person yet. I feel like I'm cursed to always be this person. I don't think so. Well, A, I think you're being a little too hard on yourself. Oh, yeah, obviously I'm Kyle. <laughs> well, I know, but but, but more importantly, B, I don't think that – because it sounds like you're almost looking for not a complete 180, but something pretty close. And I don't think that that's necessary. Like – there still needs to be people like us that will help people when they need help. Mm-hmm. But if you can at least, which I also am attempting to learn as we say this, but if we can at least learn the lesson that it is impossible to please everybody, then we'll be a little more content when we don't help out someone. Right. I mean, help out when you can for sure. But even when you can sometimes and you just don't like there should, there shouldn't be such a, there should, there shouldn't be such a weight of this, this guilt weight that we feel. Right. Cause like you said, there are people that feel perfectly content when they, by being just, when they don't help horrible. put up the chairs, when they don't need to put up the chairs or just or like, like people, there are some people that are content of being horrible people. Like people who come like, okay. People who like yell at like, like people who work at fast food restaurants or like retail workers, like people who like berate those people. Like my mom gets berated at Columbia like twice a day because of whatever dumb, stupid reason because people are shopping. I'm like, I don't understand how you can be that person and be content with yourself. And I'm like, well, it's, if it's that easy, maybe I should just be that person. not put so much effort in. Like maybe my life will be better. You know what I mean? Like my life's not like, like, I don't think it'll be that dramatic of a change. Like if I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to start being mean now. <laughs> I'm just going to start being mean. If that's how easy it is, then I'll just start not being nice anymore. Like, you know? I think it would be, I think it would be a pretty dramatic change. Well, like people don't get punished for that. Like people don't like, I mean, besides internet ridicule every once in a while, people are still going to be that way forever. And like, 
there's no reward for being like okay there's not there's no reward for being nice and I again this sounds like a dumb pity party like I hate this but it's 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 definitely something we should talk about but at least the two of us right because we we all think it's you guys are so nice you're so nice I'm like well there's a price to pay um, well I think if you were to just start being just a complete Jack Wang. No, I, I don't think I'd be a Jack Wang to you or like my friends. I mean in general. Just in general. To the public, yeah. to strangers when there is no need for it. Because eventually at some point in your life, right, you're going to have to meet new people again. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make friends if that's the person you are, right? You're not going to make friends with the people you want to make friends with, right? Because you're just going to take this shift to being this mean person. And most likely you'll attract the people and be friends with people who are also just super mean people. Because we have been the way we have been, especially for so long. And I don't know. I don't really know if this is like being nice in this way also ties into somehow genes or DNA or something. I don't really, I don't know. Interesting. But you becoming friends with those people I do not believe for either of us would fulfill us at all. You would hate your friendships. You would just kind of, you would just kind of hate being in the same way. I think like maybe sometimes right now you're not super content with your life. Right. Mm -hmm. I think if you made that switch, you would be even less content with your life. You wouldn't like the people you're around. You wouldn't like the way you get treated because of the way that you're treating people. You just wouldn't like everything that happens outside of your own home. So I think there is a benefit to being nice in the way that we are where like when we when we help out and we feel that we did a good job, you know, we can like we maybe we fulfill, we fulfilled something within ourselves for the day. You know, we feel good because we helped a person. That person said thank you. And that was that's all you needed to hear from that person. You know, they appreciated what you did. You know, things to that effect. And like I said, there's there's like I said way before, there's there's something to be learned about being able to stand your ground sometimes and just being able and also being able to know your limits, which I think we both kind of have a bit of an issue with that as well, is that we'll kind of spread out. Like you said, we you learn to spread your, not spread yourself too thin, but I think we both still do it just because whenever, whenever an opportunity presents itself to help, we're going to do it. Yeah. Um, but I just I don't think that shift. Maybe maybe the shift wouldn't the shift's not going to benefit you in any way. But I don't think it would keep you neutral either. I think it would actually just degrade the way that you feel and the way that you look at everything. I don't think there needs to be a shift. I just think there needs to be. I think there needs to just be more of a concise rule set almost, or just a concise guideline of how I will interact with strangers and how often I'm going to help even when I'm not needed to, you know, not like a number a week, but just kind of when it's you, like when it's time to just have some me time, just have your me time and don't let other obstacles get in the way of that or other people's needs get in your way and Certainly don't always put other people's needs above your own, right? 
because that's something that being too nice is kind of a drawback of is that you never actually try and fulfill your own needs. You start worrying about everybody else's and then you, you never try and do anything for yourself, which is a huge problem Yeah, because then, then at that point, what are, what are you like? What are you doing for you? Just what are you doing? Like you're yeah. not at that point. You're just living for other people, and that at that point is when too nice definitely exists. Is when you're legitimately only living for other people and never once trying to fulfill something within yourself or for yourself or doing anything that you want to do specifically. So are we too nice? I don't think we are too nice. I don't. I don't think we're at that point of too nice, where we we have just so many drawbacks that we're actually hurting ourselves. I think being too nice implies you're hurting yourself in some way. I think I think we are nice enough that we pull ourselves back, but that's something that we could. I think that's something that we could overcome with just with just a little more tenacity, I guess, just like a little more willpower. Right. We're not like I said, we're not so nice that we're hurting ourselves. We're just not presenting ourselves with enough opportunities because we're just kind of pulling ourselves back a little yeah. in certain areas. For me specifically, it's certainly in a relationship area and just not wanting to make people feel uncomfortable so i'm not going to ask them even even like just with asking people to hang out like i always feel like like i have to be asked to hang uh-huh. out i feel like i'm imposing on them and i don't want to be i don't want to do that i don't want to i don't want to impose on their time you can have their time if they want me around they'll ask me right and that's something i've literally just here at my time at uf is when i've gotten better about being like hey you guys are hanging out mind if i join cuz I would do that. The, the very beginning of my time that I was here, people would be hanging out and I knew they were hanging out. And then they like, you know, they wouldn't text me and ask me to hang out because, you know, they had been hanging out somewhere else. Right. I was at class or whatever. And they wouldn't text me to hang out. And I'd be like, OK, I guess I'll just kind of stay here. And then at some point I was like, mind if I come join you guys? And they're like, like yeah, come on. We love you. Like, do you remember like when we went like we were a part of this big old youth church group? Like all the time like you guys would go hang out and i just wasn't invited and i would hear about like the next week at church and i was like oh okay i wasn't invited maybe next time and I'm like it wouldn't happen like again and again and again and again and like i just kind of was like the outsider of that group and i never thought maybe maybe they want to hang out with me but you're just not forgetting like maybe just forget like maybe i can just ask nope never did and i would beat myself up about it and was like well they don't like you and they're like well obviously they like you but just ask I'm like no don't ask you look stupid you know what if they say no and then or if they you know what if they say just because you're nice what if they say yes just because you're nice so then i just went home and was alone yeah so i don't think i think we're on the verge of being too nice i think i think maybe we could I mean, this has definitely been a good exercise of stepping back and kind of looking at how we operate and maybe things that we could, maybe things that we could change, maybe things that we could pull in the reins a little bit. I think we both need therapy. 
No, I'm a man. I don't go to therapy. <laughs> I think we both need to go to the therapist and talk about this, at least for one session. Because This was my therapy session. I'm not your therapist. <laughs> no, and I'm not yours, but... I mean, I, do, I, I think we just need someone to be, like, who... Because now I'm like, yay, the problem's identified. What do I do? <laughs> like, do I just start being mean to people? Like, what do I... Because, like... And now you go on Reddit and ask them. Well, well, like, the thing is, like, okay, think of yourself more often. Well, then that turns into selfishness, and, that, and that's bad. Like, what do you mean think of... Like, not what you, what do you mean, but what does the concept mean of think of yourself? What does that, like, what does that do instead in lieu of, you know helping other people or thinking of other people or you know how do i fix the problem how do i how do i say you know like when I, whenever i see people hanging out and i and i want to join the next time i'm like hey can i hang out with you guys that that to me seems so annoying and so like ugh, no i would never want to do that cuz then i think about okay if i had a group of friends that i was hanging out with and, and you know vibing with whatever and someone i didn't particularly like was like hey can i hang out with you guys I don't want to say yes to that person, right? Because right. I don't like them very much. I don't think they're very fun to hang out with. The nicest in me would probably say, yeah, come along, hang out with us. But I don't want that person to ask. <laughs> and, well, I, and so I'm like, okay, if I, step, if I put myself in that person's shoes, the head of that group, let's just say, they're not wanting me to ask because if, the, if they wanted me to come, they would ask. Not, so, I think now you're in the conversation of examining your friendships and your friend groups, right? Mm -hmm. And actually examining who you deem as your friend and specifically, I guess, individually thinking like if this is a genuine friendship or if we're friends because we're both nice, right? Like I definitely have some friends that were friends Kind of by circumstance, we're part of, we're part of, we're both like, you know, I guess part of the BCM and we're both nice and we make conversation, right? But we don't really hang out outside of that. So if I saw them hanging out, I really wouldn't have a desire to ask them if I could hang out with that group of people. But the people I consider my, like my true friends, like my genuine friends, if I see them hanging out, that is not a group I should be scared of asking can I ha come hang out with you people? Because yeah. I know that that is a genuine friendship group. And then if that, at that point, if they say no, it's going to be because, uh, you know, we, we just finished hanging out or we're all, uh, we're, uh, way far away. You can drive here if you want or whatever it is. So I, like I said, now you're in the conversation of who are my genuine friends and who are the people that were both just nice. I, I'm a little bit in that conversation, right? A little bit. My, I'm dipping my toes in that, but I'm more in the conversation of, okay, my, my friends hang out with, without me one time. They don't like me anymore. Okay. That's my mindset, right? You know, they're trying to slowly but surely cut ties with me. Even though I see them every day at school or whatever, they don't want anything to do with me slowly but surely they're getting rid of me so i can either a try and force myself back into that friendship group and do it in what i would consider a mean way like you know like ask or confront them which i don't want to do i want to be nice so i back away and maybe that's part of not the whole but part of why some friendships i have fade some of them because I'm too nice. Not that I'm being too nice to that person that scares them away, but I'm too nice to... To impose yourself. To impose myself. I'm too polite. So this is what I think. 
I think like in that instance, right? What 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 is kind of scaring you is that that you think these people are just kind of attempting to just kind of wean you out, right? Mm-hmm. So at that point is when the kind of the confrontational side of you has to kind of rise up in a nice way, but and just honestly and honestly at that point, you know, ask can I hang out with you or whatever, and then at some point have the conversation of are we actually friends because then at that point then is when you actually find out when you actually try to have that conversation of if that person is genuinely your friend and if not then you don't really have you're gonna clearly gonna be sad and they were trying to you know wean me out or whatever the case may have been but you can actually be okay with the fact that you got some disgenuine disingenuine disgenuine people out of your life right they weren't your genuine friends they were just friends because they were nice and you were nice right yeah and you can actually seek out more fulfilling and genuine relationships so the cutoff definitely would suck of kind of you know losing that friendship but it's much better than just kind of self-doubting for seemingly an infinite amount of time just up until the point that the friendship just kind of fades by circumstance. Right. I, it, it, it's, it's much better just go ahead and be confrontational in a nice way and nip it in the bud and either, you know, I just, we, we always forget, but I, but we really want to hang out with you and that be the genuine answer or just get to the bottom of it and move on and find fulfillment in other people. Yeah. And that's the hard thing is being a confrontational person because you're so nice. You don't want to be confrontational, but at some point you have to be with certain, in certain instances, you just got to be confrontational about some things just, Mm -hmm. and that gets to the point of putting your needs before other people's needs. It's just maybe being a little bit confrontational, kind of stand your ground and figure out what it is you want and just kind of ask that of other people. And that way you're both fulfilling each other rather than you just fulfilling them and just kind of backing off when you want to be fulfilled. Yeah. Maybe I am your therapist. Um, yeah. I mean, I've always been told that I'm like the nicest person everyone's met. Like my, in my extended family, like I remember, uh, my older cousins, like they're like in their thirties when I'm like, you know, 10, they were always like, I would like help the dishes or dinner or like, you know, like help clean up, take out the trash when right. I was over at their house, like on vacation essentially. And they were like, man, Jake, you were the coolest guy, man. You're so nice. Like, man, like I can't get anyone around here to do anything. Of course, they're like, you know, white trash. Of course. You know? And like, I've always wanted to have this conversation. I think you're the pers- perfect, perfect person to have this conversation with because we're both like, the same yeah and i think part of that is just because we've known each other for so long right yeah i mean i say we're the same but we're so different we are we are we are very different I mean, people but on our feet one of us would wear the superior roller skates <laughs> and the other would wear roller the superior blades. roller blades whatever um i don't know there's lots to think about i really hope there's that always that mantra of nice guys finish last too i think that's but I think that's a myth. And 
It certainly is now. I think at some point it kind of was true for a majority of people. Because, I, I mean, it's it's mostly said in a, in a relational sense, right? In mm-hmm. terms of, you know, boy wanting to be with girl. I think for a decent portion of our lives, I'm not decent, a decent portion of our teenage years, that may have been a little bit true. Well, you have to think about it like this, right? women are not a prize exactly so like once you think of it like that you you know like relationships to some people can seem that way like oh i won i got one i got one or like you know oh i you know i succeeded at this so like yay great check that off the list right so you know people the whole mindset is okay nice guys never have good relationships they're always you know the um the they're always like the supporter. They're too nice, so they always get used and, and you know abused. They get friend zoned. Well, not that it turned into that, but that was the like the my my interpretation of the, you know the the phrase. Right. You know. Okay, I see. So you know, instead of you know, nice guy doesn't get the girl. It's like, well, nice guy normally get you know, or nice girl even mm-hmm. you know normally gets railroaded and you know. Not abused, but like you know, used and you know, used for their for their kindness and um, used as like a doormat, and that's and that's in friendships and relationships. Yeah, I think it it goes the same way for both. Um, but the the nice guys finish last, you know, that we that what became the hit song that Nika Hika did, which um, is, is a bop. It's such, such a good a song. <laughs> but, like that whole mantra, where like you know. I'm just going to become a, a butthole because those guys get all the cool girls. Yeah, it's, girls it's, like a bad boy. It's so not true. It's it's just like it's and and you have to look at it like that. A girl is not a prize. It's just I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find a word. It's hard to find a word for it. It's not it. It's not a prize. It's just you should. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. You should be happy. Just because, you know, it's hard to explain. I'm not good with this. It sounds like a it sounds like a sermon title because they both start with a P. It's not a prize. It's a privilege. Jeez. <sighs> this is a tough conversation to get through. It is. I don't know. Do you have anything else that you want to ask, talk about, add? I don't think so. I really hope that because I think this is kind of a relatable topic to to most people. I hope so. Um, and I hope that you get something out of it. Because, I, I mean, I think we both got some stuff out of it. I feel like um, some people are going to listen to this. The people that we have deemed – well, I guess we didn't have a, a name for them. But just people that are content with not helping in those instances, you know? Mm-hmm. There are people that are going to listen to this and be like, yeah, whatever. I mean, be nice, I guess. I'm just – I'm not as nice as you, whatever. But hopefully – this is a relatable, a relatable topic for a lot of people. Do you or think, maybe we are a rare breed. Maybe it's just us <laughs> two. Do you think that there will ever be too many nice people? No. Do you think there's like a? Do you think? Well, okay, let me put it this way. Do you think there should be a balance? Like, do you think that how, how that that's just how the world works? There's people who are always going to be the 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 sucker, and people who are always going to be the you know the mean overlord. Well, I mean, there's there's obviously a spectrum, right? And there are a lot of people that are in the in-between mm-hmm. and lean one way or the other. I don't th- – I do not think that it's ever going to be all people or most people are nice. 
I don't think that's really ever going to be the case, or at least nice to the extent that we're talking about here. Um, maybe a little less than us. Let, let, let's just say that we're the exception. Like we're, we're like not just us, but like people like us are like the exception. Do you think there's just going to be a general kindness movement where everyone's just going to be kind? I mean, I think we're kind of seeing that happening now. You know, America is just becoming more progressive as a society with being nice to people with their lifestyle choices and people are much more accepting of those lifestyle choices and you know any decisions that they make it's never you know because i mean i mean 15 years ago maybe you say uh i'm not gonna go to college after high school i want to travel a little bit and find myself and now now you go to college but now if someone were to say that there'd be a an overwhelming amount of people that say that's so great for you take time for yourself, find yourself and come back knowing what you want to do. Right. So I think we kind of have a society that's very progressive and is just nice in general. But I think maybe we'll see that. But I also think that we're always going to have just those people that are not even close to the niceness that we're talking about. Just yeah. the general niceness where there's always going to be, I'm going to say a decent amount of people that are just jack wangs is the term I like. I think we're always going to have that. I th I also don't think the balance should be 50-50. It's definitely not. I don't think it ever should be or will be. I think there are more nice people generally than more mean people generally. I don't think so. I think it's reversed. Really? I think there are – and I think this is partially because you don't see like – you don't talk to everybody every day like I do. I, 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 and not that I – let's put it this way. I don't see the worst people every day. Right? There are a lot of kind people that I work with and that I see like as customers at my store. But there's an overwhelming amount of mean people, people who have something in their heart that is not right or quote-unquote right. Who knows? For that for their for their version of themselves, they're not thinking I'm going to be mean. Ha ha ha. They're just like, I'm just gonna act like myself. And that's their version of themselves. Right. Um and I'm wondering if I should approach that because so far this isn't working very well. <laughs> but maybe that that's a discussion for another day. I guess for now I'll just stay the same <laughs> and just keep suffering through this. No, I mean I I don't think you should call it suffering. I mean, I don't think obviously you've made a great a, a great amount of friends with being the person that you are. And these are people that you that you adore and cherish very much in your in your life, right? I do. I also think that these are people that would not be part of your life had you been this person that you're talking about being now and just kind of being, you know, just uh whatever kind of mean just kind of distant inadvertently just gross to people you know what i realized i i very rarely have friends that like are mean to retail workers like i can't think of a besides a specific person that i'm not going to name i can't think of ever being with somebody who has just been like rude to a retail worker or like a like an employee at a restaurant. Like I've never met somebody who's been like, um, this is wrong. Why? Like I've never met someone who's done a Karen move. At, 
and would it, I mean, and you wouldn't even want to be friends with I someone like no, that. No, no. Exactly. And I can imagine being like like I know there are there are stories of people who like go out to eat with their friends and they're like having a good time and this something happens and it changes the whole mood. Mm-hmm. Like them being ungrateful. Ah. I mean, I've certainly like sent food back just because it wasn't what I ordered. But did you talk off to somebody? Of course not. No, you didn't. There are people who do that. And the thing is, the restaurant staff or whoever is helping you will be more than understanding if you're kind and generous to them. Because they want to help you. That's their job. And But if you don't be... See, now we're at the positives of being nice. If you don't be, for lack of a better word, a bitch about it, if you don't do that... You're going to get more help the versus the other way around. I don't think that that's going to help you. And I think a lot a lot of people need to learn that lesson. Exactly. Um, in, in conclusion, be nice to retail workers. That You know what? That's, that's the whole – that's everything we've said up to this point has been not true. All we wanted to get to was be nice to retail workers. There are too many of you that are mean to them. Be nicer. There's too many. And if you you know what? If you see someone being mean to a retail worker because we cannot be mean to them, you should be mean to them and stand up to them. That's the best. When you see a customer doing that, uh-huh. that's the best. Because, I mean, there obviously have been times where I've gotten yelled at. And like I said, when I tell people that, they're like, what? People yell at you at work? Like, yes, people yell at me all the time at work. Even though I'm nice, even though I'm polite, like I, I'm trying to help them, they, you know, are mad and they get and they yell at me. And you're not really allowed to kind of lash back, especially at Chick-fil-A, right? In very specific cases, if there's, like, a violent situation or, like, someone's, like, refusing to move their car, like, they're, like, at window and they're just yelling and they, like, we can say, listen, I'm going to call the police if you don't move. Right. That's to the extent. Okay, yeah, because when I worked at Howie's, I backlashed quite a few times to people that were just being rude for no reason to us as the workers. Because, I mean, it was Hungry Howie's. I'm We didn't really, like, they'd be like, I'm never coming here again. Fine. You're one person. You're $7 every four weeks. does not matter to any of us. Chick-fil-A has a very specific brand. Um, But, like, there are times when customers, like, stick up for us. And there are times where they, like, come up to the register after they've had a a customer before they had a huge blowout. And, like, I'm so sorry about them. I'm like, well, maybe stand up to them. Because guess what? They won't do it again or they'll think about it next time mm. before they do it again if you stand up to them. We can't stand up to them. We can't do anything to, about it. They, we just have to stand there and get yelled at. I think there should still be one day a year where we can say whatever we want to customers. I think that would be the best thing ever. I think Chick-fil-A should have that. It should be a secret day each year, right? It shouldn't be the same day each year so that people pick up on it after a certain amount of years. <sighs> just pick a date corporate-wide every Every year, when people can come in, you can be like, get what you want. I'm I, like, uh, can I get I think a it number should be one, ab- no pickle? No, I'm putting pickles on it. I think it should be advertised, though. Like, it should be – because people would make memes out of it, too. <laughs> like, people would come in purposefully just to get yelled at. It's That'd just, make it so much fun, dude. <sighs> I'm down for that. Chick-fil-A, if you're listening. I think I think it should be, like, everywhere in general. Like, I think it should just be, like, a, a day. A, th- a thing you know you know let's make it the same day every year a national holiday where retail, retail workers, workers can say whatever they whatever want ever they want you're like, mean to a retail worker you know what they can do whatever they want you're mean to a retail worker they get to stab you with their keys <laughs> they can't kill that's they can, all they but, can kill you but, with a hanger <laughs> they, they, they can maim you all right 
So just be nice, at least on that day. Please be nice to retail workers. They're working so hard. Please be nice to them. So I guess overall conclusion, we're nice. We're close to too nice. Too nice is... Not good. No, too nice can be detrimental. and To you and other people. I think we're both kind of close to that. I think... I think you more so than I. Yeah. I've definitely been working on myself over the past three or four years being at UF or uh, my time leading up to UF, mm -hmm. um, which I think just brings to another conclusion. Always be working on yourself. Always be adapting. Always be trying to make yourself better. And I don't – maybe give therapy a shot if you ever need therapy because everyone always, everyone always says everyone could use therapy. And – I certainly am not at the point where I want to go to therapy, but I, 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 I think it's true that everyone could benefit from it. Yeah. I don't think you need, you need to want to go to therapy to go to, to need therapy. I think everybody could use a good talking to, to with somebody who knows a lot about the human mind. Right. I think that is just like you need to go to the doctor every once in a while and get checked up. And just like you need to go to the dentist. We figured that out. You need to go to the dentist to get your teeth cleaned. You need to go to the doctor get, to get your body checked out every once in a while. You need to go to your therapist to get your mind checked out. A good therapist. And with that... I think that's a good note to end on. A good note to end Love on. Love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Work on yourself. And milk while you're screaming. Milk and scream <laughs> at the same time. Simultaneously. Guys, we'll, we'll be back next week with another episode. And we'll see you then. Uh, until then, stay nice.